Welcome to Truly Creepy with Brittany and Sarah. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm exhausted, but I'm good. This was your first week. How was it? Um, It was a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have kids yet, and it's a lot getting a classroom ready. Oh, yes. I understand that. Tuesday and Wednesday, we had two to three hour meetings both days. Oh, my goodness. And I still, like, need to get things on the walls in my classroom and do lesson plans and... Who knew teaching pre-K would be <laughs> so so much? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But you can do it. Yes. So, congratulations on being almost done with your first week. Thank you. You guys are having a big week over there. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Home, homeschool year two. <laughs> homeschool year two. And uh, I mean, I guess so far so good. They're already, like, not having it with the amount of homework that they already have in book reports, but... Uh, How do you get homework in homeschool? Wouldn't it just all be called school? I mean, I guess technically, yes, but <laughs> I have them working on, uh, like, a couple of different things outside of the normal homework, too. They're both writing short stories that they're mm. going to turn. We're actually going to make, like, legit books out of them and have them illustrate oh. them and do that. We are also each one of them is doing their own separate book report. So Natty chose to do hers on the rainforest and Nolan is doing his on the 13 colonies. We've got that all going on while doing our normal schoolwork and just trying to get oh, back into learning in general. So it's been Jeez, a week. You couldn't ease them in. It's only been three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've been doing prep work before the school year started to kind of just get them back into the routine of being disciplined enough to like sit and do work. But mm -hmm. they just kind of looked at me when I told them everything they're doing. They just kind of looked and they're like, you're kidding me, right? But did you have the little <laughs> baby? And she's like, what can I do? What am I going to do? And I'm like, girl, let's work on your, your reading and your writing. But then she does the thing that every kid does. And I'll have her write like two sentences. And then she'll go, oh, and like shake her hand, like her hand just totally crampy. And I'm like, you wanted more work, girlfriend. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> I've written more this week than I think I've written in like years combined. Oh, well, why don't you sit back and relax your hand and I will tell you the story of the Linda Vista Community Hospital in LA. All right. I will apologize ahead of time. There will probably be dogs barking and dogs sitting. They're they just want to be dogs. known. They make they make a lot of noise. I closed the door because the cats were in here, but I didn't want them messing anything up walking across the computer <laughs> yep so this hospital was opened in 1904 and it was a self-sufficient institution and it had its own cows chickens and gardens which meant wow. that oh yeah which meant that the patients had fresh milk vegetables eggs and pretty much whatever they needed they were able to off to a good start 
Yeah, seems pretty good, right? That's about the best thing about this hospital. So let's just hold on. Let's hold on to that for a minute. That's actually really cool for a hospital. And it was a big hospital too. So that's pretty cool for them to be able to be self-sufficient and and be able to have these things. Yeah. It was one of only four employee hospitals run by the railroad um santa fe employees hospital association so this was at the beginning a santa fe railroad hospital and its purpose was as a hospital to serve all the railroad employees it was again it was just built to kind of help them and service them and it had benefits that other hospitals didn't have and it was like really was strictly just for them but in 1924 the hospital was demolished and it was rebuilt in the style of mission revival architecture which i'm not quite sure what that means but it's kind of like what it looks like today it kind of it honestly looks like um kind of like a stucco looking hospital it's very interesting during the great depression the reputation of the neighborhood, which was Boyle Heights, it started to decline and the status of the hospital started to go downhill. The east side of LA gradually became a notorious zone where crime rate rose. They started to take in a lot of these uh, gunshot wound and gang violence victims and all of these people into this hospital. And of course. Most of, of course. And most of them were from gunshot wounds, wounds, but I mean, they were like piling in. This wasn't a couple every day. I mean, this was filling their emergency room with gunshot victims. It, at the time, it was a 150-bed hospital. And when this whole decline started to happen, the Santa Fe Railroad sold it. And it sold it to a healthcare company, but it didn't sell until 1980. So they tried to hold on to it for a while. They just, it couldn't. It just got worse and worse and they didn't want anything to do with it. And a lot of the railroad workers were going to other hospitals because while they were declining, all these other hospitals that were getting built had better benefits than going to this the Santa Fe Railroad Hospital. So they weren't really using it anymore. Now it's for a lot of gang violence and gunshot wounds and a bunch of mess coming in. So in 1980, they finally were like, you know what? We're going to we're going to sell it. And that is according to the California Health Law News report. When Linda Vista attempted to reduce expenses, the hospital experienced an increase in death rates. So they cut a lot of doctors. They (laughs) cut a lot of nurses. They were just trying to cut corners wherever they could to try to save money. But in return, a lot of people ended up dying. I mean, to the point where people I mean, were coming it makes in. Sense. It does make sense. And and but people You get were, rid of the doctors and the nurses and they you don't have people to you take have? care of your patients. Exactly. And so people were, I mean, literally like dropping dead in the middle of the emergency room waiting room. One of the unfortunate events that happened was a night back in the nineteen eighties, right when they got sold. An L.A. gang member was shot. He was rushed to Linda Vista Hospital. A man by the name of Dr. Edwards was in charge of the surgery. And he did, Dr. Edwards did everything he could to try to save this man's life. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to. When he left the building that night to go home, he was confronted by the gang members and they shot him in the parking lot and killed him. Oh my gosh, it's not his fault. 
Not his fault, but I guess they just wanted to get revenge. I don't know. I mean, he's not a miracle worker. He's not the one who shot the person. I know. I don't understand it, but... That's crazy. Yes. It was really sad. So they stayed open like that, just under total chaos for eight years. And in 1988, hospital... I know. That's way too... I mean, I don't even know how many... There's so many doctors that just, like, up and left and nurses that up and left i mean i don't blame them i wouldn't want to be in that either it just sounds but also like why were people still going to this hospital like i really think at that point in time is because they had no choice that i mean there was all this gang violence it reminds me of that hospital that no one wants to go to out near you Yes. That I won't say the name of because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I know exactly where you're talking about, though. But if you live in the Charlotte metro area, you know what hospital we're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty much it's it was basically like out of a necessity only like, yeah, you know, back then, I'm sure they didn't have the options like we do now where it's like, oh, that's where you're taking me though. No, thanks. Send me someplace else. <laughs> I would rather die. Seriously. <laughs> and unfortunately, here, these people went there and they a lot of them ended up passing just because the horrible condition. And I'm sure it was from things that were totally preventable too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I mean, if they only had 150 beds at that point in time, so I can't even imagine the amount of people that were coming in. I mean, the beds were always filled. But yeah, that's really not that many, especially in like the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the population in LA in the 80s was insane, which is why I mean, I know that they ended up adding on to it. I don't know when some of that was rebuilt because now the place is gigantic and there's a whole other like mental ward, like like part of the hospital. It's like it's a completely different building. Like it's really big now. So I don't know when they change. I maybe I'm thinking that the 150 bed was just like the ER only. And so when these gunshot victims were coming in, there wasn't room for them in the ER because all those beds were already filled. That would make sense, but yeah. I feel and like... And if they didn't have, like, a trauma area. Right, there's nothing that they could really do. Or, because they didn't have the doctors to be able to open up any other parts of the wing, there was literally nothing that they could do. Which ended up into a lot of deaths because these people were just bleeding out everywhere because they had no one that could take care of them. Which would suck in itself because, I mean, you go into a hospital to have them try to save your life and you're, like, bleeding out in the place that's supposed to be able to help you. Like, that just, that would exactly suck. That would suck really bad. So, they had stopped admitting their patients in 88, 1988. And in 1991 is when the doors were f- officially shut. They're, if you go in there now, it literally looks like... They locked the doors one day and just never came back. I mean, you walk around, there's patient files everywhere, all over the nurses' stations. I mean, there's beds. You can That's see great. there's incubators in the hallways. There's old like, oh my pediatric gosh. beds. There's all the there's gloves, like gloves that someone took off and laid down. They're everywhere. I mean, it literally looks like they That's just so creepy it's so creepy like stacks and stacks of patient files it's just it's it's creepy and to add to the creepiness they have 
the boiler room, which is also like their basement. And that's mm-hmm. where they used to cremate their bodies. Oh. Well, because there was a lot of gunshot violence and people rushing in, there were a lot of Jane and John Doe's. So they would just cremate their oh, bodies. That's sad. They would cremate their bodies and they would basically just like hold them there because no one. Oh, that's sad. It is very sad. Uh, the ghost adventures went here. And they open up where they would like where the ashes would come out. And Zach goes to like put his hand in it just to kind of like get closer and feel. And there were still human remains in it. He didn't even see and he put his hand and it came back in someone's ashes who they don't know who it is. Like literally, they literally just stopped everything. That's so sad. I know. There were literally bone fragments and human remains of someone that just got left there because they just closed and no one cared enough. Sure. Yeah, no one, it, it literally, that's seriously, it, that's what it looks like in there. It is so eerie, so eerie. And it's sad, like you said, because these people, this poor person just got cremated and no one even had the decency to like remove them and put them someplace and at least try to put them to rest. They literally were left in this metal bin that comes out that you shovel the stuff. Like, it's just, it's so... That's so sad. I know. It's it's horrible. And a lot of this is going on. And there's speculation and talks throughout history about patient abuse and mistreatment and how that was regular. I can't find anything specific, like any cases that were actually filed for this. But with it being so understaffed, I don't doubt that there was a lot of mistreatment and patient abuse just trying to get people in and out. Uh, There have been eyewitness accounts of ghosts and demons throughout the entire hospital. But there is one notorious one who is in room 323, which is actually in the psych ward. And this paranormal, this, this spot is just like a paranormal hotspot. This room is one of the most active. That said that a demonic entity is in the room. Uh, he's. It's been known to growl and physically abuse people. You go into that room and you just instantly feel like someone is forcibly pushing you, trying to get you out of that room. Oh. It does, n- does not want anyone in that room. There was one lady who that happened to. And when she turned around, they lifted up her shirt and she had scratch marks on her back. It said that there was always a, the scratch marks. Always the scratch marks. It said that there was a treacherous patient who was kept in there, but when he died, his his ghost stayed in there. Apparently, he was really mean and combative, and so that energy just kind of stuck <laughs> oh, around. Lovely. <laughs> of course, so he's just continued that into the afterlife, and he's he stuck to that room, and he's just he's not very nice. You hear EVPs go away or get away. You feel you feel just like heavy and dark when you go into that room. You physically feel touched if you won't leave. Just not good. There is another story about the hospital's boiler room. And it is where the doctors, like I said, they they cremated the bodies of unidentified patients. And a lot of times it was literally just to make room for new patients. So sometimes they weren't, it was like, They weren't even waiting for family to come and try to identify these people. They're like, okay, we need this bed. This person's dead. Like, go cremate them and move on to the next. It was just trying to get people in and out. That's awful. And it's horrible. So because of that, that energy down there is just – 
you feel drained and demotivated and just depressed, which I totally understand. That is, just seems like a horrible way to go and to end. I mean, you they don't even know. They're literally just doing it to try to get you out and get on to the next person. There are still boxes of the human remains on top of that one that is still like hasn't even been put into a box. They they literally just forgot about them. They didn't know who they were. They put them in a box. They forgot about them and moved on. And these poor people are still down there. And that's one of the main reasons why they think that the building so is still sad. haunted. It's so sad. So that's that's one I of mean, the main reasons. It makes sense to me. <laughs> there is another tale. And this one's very regular. This is something that happens to quite a few of the teams that go in. There's a young girl who roams the hallways of the hospital since the day that she died on one of the operating tables. We, her identity is unknown. We don't know what her name is. We don't know how old she is. We just know that she was having surgery at the hospital. She died. And ever since then, she's been seen roaming the hallways, usually in the surgical suite, which again is one of the bigger hot spots in the hospital. Again, makes sense that the surgical suite where people die would be which had, you know, the most yeah, activity. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So this is on the first floor. And it's the room where Nick from Ghost Adventures had one of his most terrifying experiences that he says to this day still in his career. And if we kind of go back a little bit and we remember he was the one that had that really freaky incident happen at Bobby Mackey's where he was using the restroom and like something really loud and it freaked him out and he went running out. Oh yeah. Um, So if you watch episodes of ghost of Finch, yes, he forgot to, he forgot to zip his pants up. If you go back and you watch some of the earlier episodes, there's a part at the beginning when they're doing the intro and he hears that going like, stop running, stop running. That was him yelling at Nick when he was running out of Bobby Mackey's. That was that. (laughs) He like freaked out so bad. like Trying to get him to like stop and freak out. But in this particular time, they're That's in the funny. surgical suite. I know, right? They hear they hear this little girl humming a lot. She seems That's kind of creepy. angry, but for the most part, yeah, she's just kind of seen like she just she's stuck. She's stuck there. She can't really leave. And so they had I know. It was so sad. Again, I don't know how old she is, but apparently she was, I mean, she was a younger girl. So they're in the surgical suite. Ooh, let's see. I think it was Aaron was looking at Nick and they're just kind of like walking around and Nick pans his camera. And the instant he does that, he screams and he freaks out and he goes running away. I mean, to the point where this man is like almost in tears, like completely shaking, almost in tears. And they're like, what? What is going on? And he freaks out and he goes, I saw a woman standing in front of me, like full bodies. Like I saw her. He's like, we locked eyes and she felt evil. And he still says to this day that that is the scariest ghost hunting moment that he has ever had. He said she looked. Oh, wow. Not like a ghost. Like she looked like a full person standing in front of him just glaring at him and they locked eyes and he's never locked eyes with a spirit before nope 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Seriously, something out of a horror movie. He, I have never seen him. For sure. And I really don't think, I really don't think I've seen them really that scared since then. I mean, he was like completely terrified. He saw that full body apparition and of course, in very ghost adventures way, the two cameras that were pointing that direction, they malfunction at the same time. However, that is said to happen with her a lot where they'll have a lot of like electrical interruptions before she manifests or before they hear her. It's happened to a couple other paranormal teams. So they'll be trying to get EVPs and they'll ask a question. You'll hear static in the EVP, but out loud, they'll like hear like a disembodied voice. Apparently it's pretty common for her to like pull that energy so she can get seen. He was terrified. Other parts of the surgical hall, other teams have seen like, again, black mists. They There's a video and I can try to find a clip of it and put it on our Patreon, but they caught a white mist, like, turning and going down mm-hmm. the hallway. And it's, like, making a shadow Ooh. on the wall. Like, it's got – it's really creepy. And you can see the whole thing. It, yeah, That's creepy. It's really weird. It's it makes really a weird. shadow? It makes a shadow on the wall. Oh, that's disconcerting. Yes. And so they brought it to a video analyst. And this is Ghost Adventure still. And they're like, well, look at this. Like, we want to know, like, what this could be. And they're kind of looking at it. It's like, well, you know, clearly it has some mass. Like, it's not, like, it's not just like a shadow off something. It's on IR flare. They're talking about the different ways that the lighting could be and what could make it that way. And just the way that the camera was set up. There's no way it could be like a lens flare. And then he goes, if you look closely... It's making a shadow on the wall. And you look at it again, and sure enough, right there, this weird mist thing is manifested enough to where it's making a shadow That's on the wall. It's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen, but it was. And it was really freaky. There are tons of other claims. Oh, I didn't even tell you the really freaky part. So they get locked in there. First off, the only way to get from the psych ward from the actual Linda Vista Hospital, if you're locked in, is to go through a secret tunnel. So just no. Oh, that's yeah. um, no. So that's no, how they would I'm- take patients from the hospital that needed to go to the psych ward or vice versa through this underground tunnel. Oh, that's creepy. Super creepy. No, thank you. And again, there's still like hospital beds down there. I mean, it is the most bone chilling place that I I've seen just because it really does look like there was some kind of apocalypse and everyone just like vanished. There was no cleaning done. There was nothing. I mean, it's just, that's just so weird. I know it's very weird. It's very weird. So they're Zach and Aaron are, they haven't even set up anything yet. They had done their interviews where they had caught some EVPs. Like they were having stuff happen to them while they were doing the interviews, like before lockdown even started, they were having a bunch of wow. experiences. So they get there, they get locked in, and they're going over where they had put down the tape and where they wanted to put all the cameras. And you hear screaming coming from one of the hallways behind them before they even nope. started. And so guess who went no, down thank there you. to investigate? <laughs> I'm sure it was Aaron. Of course it was Aaron. And he got freaked out because he could hear someone screaming right behind his ear. It was just, it's a whole mess. So 
that is one of the common things that they hear there too is screaming, which again would make sense. You're in this hospital, you're understaffed, there's a lot of patients everywhere, there's a lot of gunshot wounds. I mean, I would be surprised. I'm sure, if there was a lot hear. of people in pain, a lot of people hurting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's one of the big things that they hear. Groaning, again, makes sense. People in pain, probably not a whole lot of medicine to go around or a lot of doctors, bless you, to- Thank you. To (laughs) to, to administer- Oh no. I hate that when you try to hold in a sneeze and then it ends up hurting your like throat or your nose. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of people in pain waiting for these pain meds that maybe some of them didn't even end up getting. I mean, I'm sure that the, the charting and stuff, especially when you're understaffed, wasn't that great. So they hear yeah, a lot I'm sure of- that any hospital that is haunted probably is haunted by some scream. Absolutely. So they hear the footsteps, they hear the groans, they hear the screaming. They claim that you can see figures that are waiting in the patient rooms. So either they're nurses that are like still, there is one ghost that scene that they think is one of the doctors. Maybe the doctor that got shot after he couldn't save that game. Oh, that would make sense. Um, They see this doing rounds throughout the hospital. Like he's literally just perpetually stuck in like doing his rounds throughout the hospital. Can you imagine being in the afterlife and you're still working? Oh God, that would be horrible. Maybe, uh, hopefully it's just like a residual thing and he's not like actually stuck in the afterlife continuing to do rounds and stuff. That would be awful. I know. I hope it's residual because yeah, again, I wouldn't want to be, oh, you're, you're, you're dead now. Well, guess what? You still have to work for eternity. Like, oh God. Now you're not getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. So all this is happening. All of this crazy ghost stories. They have already torn down the building once. It's in complete disarray. There's stuff everywhere. It's been closed since 91. It's just been like haywire. There's graffiti all over the place from people coming in there and and doing their own investigations and all of this stuff. But in 2006, the hospital was actually placed on the National Register of Historic Places, which is pretty cool. What's not cool, though, is that part of it in 2011 was re-renovated and converted to the Linda Vista Senior Apartments. So now it's a senior citizen, like, assisted living in apartment homes. So now we have people who are aging and generally start, like, hearing and seeing things as they get older in a haunted place where they're probably being told, Oh, you're fine. That's just Jimmy that haunts the place. Yep. Exactly. Like, let's stick old people in this place in that's a haunted, right? Or like demonic? Like, okay, there's demonic. That movies. doesn't make any sense. Sure, let's put these these elderly people who some of them probably are not in the right state of mind, anyways. Let's have these ones that are probably hallucinating. Some of them are probably hallucinating things. Just think they're going even more crazy because, like, good old Bart's just like sitting in the room with them, like. Uh, no, thank you. I would not be putting my family members there. I mean, what if they like see the doctor making rounds and they like ask him for something and then they never get it because they ask the ghost doctor and not the real doctor. 
Right, exactly. I bet you that's happened before. I just... That just does not seem like a good idea to me. It seems like an absolute horrible idea. But that's not even it. Even though these were constructed and they've been around for 11 years now, there has also been a lot of Hollywood involvement in this hospital as well. It has been used for filming locations and... I'm going to give you a whole Sounds spiel like such stuff. an L.A. thing to do. I know, right? It has been filmed for a bunch of different movies and TVs, and here are some of them. To Live and Die in L.A., Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return, The Cell. I mean, sounds perfect for that. I know, right? Uh, Insidious Chapter 2 and 3, which oh. are good movies. Oh. And those are just some of them. They're also. They probably didn't even have to change the decor for those. Yeah, they did. There's a couple other. Um, there's a couple other like TV shows. It might have been ER, where one of the pilot episodes was actually filmed in like the Linda Vista Hospital. There, Duran oh, Duran. I know, right? Duran Duran filmed the music video "Falling Down" in this hospital, as well as the Foo Fighters and their song "Best of You" was also filmed in the hospital. Interesting. And during all these productions and everything that's gone on, the hospital's haunted reputation got even bigger. Shocking. You come in here to do this. You don't think you're going to piss off some ghosts? For real. So the reports started to come in. The film crews and actors started getting a lot of different unexplained phenomena happening. Darting shadows, nighttime cries, which again, doesn't really surprise me. I mean, a hot understaff hospital. Even in a normally staffed hospital, like I used to work in a retirement center and at nighttime you would hear stuff like that just with the living. So I can't imagine yeah. these residual energies at nighttime would get a lot worse. Disembodied humming. I was talking about that's the girl. That's the little girl. They all experienced by those working on the grounds. Many claim to be have touched and pushed. So again, these things don't like people coming into their hospital. They don't want anyone there. And they've already suffered enough. They don't want other people there that are just going to, you know, ignore exactly, them. Yeah. So all the Hollywood and all these places are taking advantage of the fact that this building's here and it's making these entities even more mad. I can't even imagine what's going on now. I mean, these. Oh, yeah. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to be disturbed by all these people. Neither would I. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in a place where I feel the comfort, like, okay, at least I know if I'm in the hospital, there's someone here to help me. But then getting to that hospital, not having anyone to help me, and then dying, and then being stuck there. And then just, like, getting cremated and stuck in a box, and now you're stuck there forever because no one ever properly laid you to rest. No one even cared. They they literally forgot about you. And so now mm-hmm. it's a tourist attraction and people are going to come in and start filming because it's quote unquote cool because it's a haunted like rundown hospital. Like I would be really Or in the very too. Hollywood way they film movies and TV shows. And- I mean, I get I get both sides of it. I get wanting to use it because it's an interesting location. And it would make for cool TV. But at the same time, yeah. I get it from the spirit sides where it's like, look, like traumatic events happened here. It's not just some like now- cool... I understand the whole, like, turning it into something new because all old buildings get remodeled and revamped and they turn into something new. So I get, like, 
remodeling it and turning it into apartments. Do I think turning it into apartments for seniors is a good idea? No, not at all. I think that's a horrible decision. But I like understand repurposing it if it's a now you can't knock it down. So you got to do something. It's a national with it. li- like historic, like do something with it instead of like letting it be an eyesore. Yeah. And I, and I get that too. And I understand also it being able to be used for some kind of a, apartment complex because there are already like yes. literal rooms and stuff. Yes. Why not just turn it into another hospital? I don't know. Maybe there's a couple other ones around the area. So it just wouldn't make financial sense to reopen it as another hospital and it might not be big enough or like maybe it would cost too much to update things i was thinking that too i mean it would to me you've got the different hospital rooms and some of them have like little bathrooms so i could see being able to turn those into little apartments i feel like that would still be a lot of money to having to re-renovate the whole thing into like all these crazy apartments but I'm sure that it's cheaper than having to get the millions of dollars worth of surgical equipment and machines and CAT scans and x And then converting everything that's in there already to be up to date to use all of the new machines. and Yeah. So. so it's a lot. So I understand not wanting to also go that route. But senior living? Really? Well, maybe they thought to I be mean, like, like oh. I mean, I feel like maybe they... <laughs> This might sound really bad. I apologize. But they might be thinking like, oh, a lot of these elderly people, like some already are seeing things that aren't there. So maybe like the ghosts won't bother them. Like they won't be scared by these ghosts because like they can't tell the difference between like reality and like, so they don't really know. They think, oh, I'm just seeing things in my mind. I feel like ghosts and spirits and stuff, wouldn't they like attach more to them because they're more vulnerable? I've seen it go two different ways i've seen it where they're more vulnerable and so things attach to them easier but i've also seen some cases where the spirits see their innocence or see how they're vulnerable and want to protect them more so i feel like so if i guess are, it would depend on the spirit then right it would depend on the spirit i feel like the doctors would want to protect them more because they see them as patients but then these demonic entities that come from like room 323 in the psych ward they're not going to care. Or these poor people down in the boiler room that just got left there. They're going to, they're not going to care. Like they're going to be mad at everyone. It's like, why are they getting this good attention up in these rooms? But yeah, exactly. exactly. Stuck down in the boiler room. So it really could go either way. All I know is that every single report that I read from the paranormal groups that have gone in there, Every single one of them had at least one bad experience. One person in the group. Every time. Someone was scratched. Someone was pushed. It was not just like regular EVPs. It wasn't just regular. That's wild. Yeah. There is a lot of activity. A lot of activity. There's a lot of physical activity, it sounds like. Most places aren't that physical with people. Yeah. No, they really aren't. A lot not with like all the people there. Yeah. Like some like maybe people. Maybe one or People would get like scratches or they would feel someone touching them, but not every person usually feels that stuff. Oh yeah. Or has it's, things happen to them. It, it's it's very overwhelming there. And I think that's one reason why so much activity happens is just because your level of anxiety is already just at a high being in that place and seeing how it was left and just being creeped out. I mean, the, just the ray definitely would add to 
you know, the uneasiness you're feeling going in there. Oh, absolutely. So you're already like, you're already feeling sad because of what happened to some of these these people that were in this hospital. You're already feeling this heightened anxiety because it you literally feel like you're walking around this post-apocalyptic world. And then you put these spirits who are already heightened too from those things happening. It's just yeah, the perfect storm for all this paranormal activity to happen. And for sure. You know, I I could feel how scared Nick was when that happened to him. And again, of course, a lot of them, like this meme I saw, it was like, oh, these guys talk all this big game until they scream, <laughs> until they scream when a ghost decides it wants to square up, like, you know. Yeah. But that time, you could tell, like, that, that freaked him out. That was, I can't even imagine panning. It's such like a horror movie, like panning your camera to get a good shot, like looking the other way in a surgical room and having this woman that should not be there standing right in front of you, locking eyes with you. Just standing there. Yeah. Just standing there. No. Like I could not. No. Just like, like the, the, the ter- most terrifying ghost stories are to me are the ones where people see manifestations, but they, but they like lunge towards them. Like, no, oh yeah, no, I, no, ooh, no, no, nope. that was that's a whole be climbing, be climbing out a window. They couldn't come open that door fast enough for me. Yeah, absolutely not. Those, ooh, no, I couldn't do that. So that is the case of the Linda Vista Community Hospital. That's now turned into a senior citizen living community. It is, and you can actually go online oh, and you can wait. Quite the, quite the turn of events there. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this building's been around since 1904. Well, and then it got destroyed in 1924, and since it's been rebuilt, so it's almost 100 years old at this point still. And it's been a psych ward, a surgical ward, an ER, and now senior apartments. Which, nope. Yeah, I'm not digging that. Me either. The kids need to hear this now and have it recorded that that is the one place I never want them to put me when I get old enough to have to go into a Oh, you know your Noelle is going to take care of you forever. Absolutely. She's already told me that she would, so I'm going to Unless she's taking care of me. She could just take care of all of us. We'll get rocking chairs on the front porch. Perfect. And she can just, what's her favorite thing to make? Mac and cheese. She can just feed us mac and cheese. I mean, that works for me. <laughs> she she made mac and cheese the other day, and my dad came over, and she's like, "I put a special ingredient in it." And he's like, "Oh, what'd you put in it? What was your special ingredient that made it so good?" She looks at him. She goes, "Extra cheese." And my dad's just oh. like, "My dad's like, yeah, well, that's the way to make anything better." You sure she's not my kid? I mean, I think she's she's absolutely part of your kid. <laughs> She somehow, um, she somehow got part of my. <laughs> she did, and Dad, uh, for the win, right there. <laughs> I wish that had stuck. That was that was funny when she used to call me that. <laughs> I know, I miss that. Oh, I miss that. But that can be a story we can go over in our next nineteen wine crimes Patreon podcast because we'll have a new one come out this month. Oh yeah. Because it is officially September and one month closer to spooky season, and I am here for it. One month closer to the three weeks of cooler weather we get before it's hot again. Yep, pretty much. 
That's how it works in North Carolina. It was pretty bad yesterday when we were outside playing. And it's like, oh, it feels so good outside. What temperature is it? And it's like 90 degrees. Like, oh. Oh, my gosh. I was My car was so hot when I got in it after school yesterday. And I was like, the air just like wasn't even like touching oh. the heat. And I'm like, and like now I haven't like officially moved yet. So like my place that I live at now is only like five minutes from the school. And so it's like not even cold in my car by the time that I got home. And I was like, all right. But it's like freezing in the school. So I wear like long pants and I bring a sweater. And <laughs> But then you get in your car and it's like an inferno. Literally, like I could not get cool. Like even walking into my apartment where the air was like blasting. I was like, I must change clothes at this exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> I totally feel that because the seats in my car are leather. So oh yeah, with that blistering heat, you also blisters on your thighs as soon as you try to sit down on that leather. Yep. But then in the car, no, my car is just ancient, and the air conditioner can't keep up. I mean, I feel that too. And then in the winter time, at least I have heated seats in the winter time because in the winter time the leather also gets ice cold, and you feel like you're sitting on an icicle or a chunk of block of ice in an igloo i don't know it feels really cold feels like you're sitting on ice well i have the same problem in the winter time where um my car doesn't get warm fast enough between my two points of Mm -hmm. travel so that's fun yeah that's how it used to be back when the kids actually went to school because the school was so close that we'd wake up in the morning and i'd be able to get them to school wait in line drop them off and come home and like my heat still wouldn't be fully warm it's like like slightly warm (laughs) slightly better that's only just because we've all been breathing in it making it warmer yeah so have you decided what you're going to do for your next podcast i have not you should do the one I was telling you about. Am I? That would be cool. It's a good one. All the ones you do are good. It's on my list. I have a very, very long list to choose. So do I. And I'm like constantly adding to it whenever I read something or I listen to a new podcast episode of one of the many true crime podcasts I listen to. I'm like forever adding things to my list. Me too. So Me too. And if anyone else... Any of our listeners want us to cover something specific, you can always reach out to us on our social media. Our Twitter is at truly underscore creepy. Our Instagram is at truly creepy. And our Gmail address is truly creepy podcast at gmail.com. If you have any specific stories that you want us to cover or any of your own true crime or paranormal stories that you want to send us, please go ahead and send those to us on our social medias or our email. If you want some cool behind the scenes uh, material, then I would suggest going to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash truly creepy or just search for us and we will pop up. You can get access to video clips to some behind the scenes pictures, behind the scenes podcasts, as well as our VIP members who get access to that 19 Crimes Wine podcast that we had mentioned. Each month we go over a bottle of the 19 Crimes Wine. If you want to know more about that, go back and listen to Brittany's episode where she gave the history of the wine itself. Uh, And on our VIP podcast that we do for our exclusive VIP members, we try the 
the wine with me very hysterically opening this bottle of wine, as well as giving our very unprofessional professional opinion of these wines and covering the crime that is on the bottle. So if you would want to listen to that, head over to the Patreon. They're very comical. The more wine we drink, the funnier it gets. Uh, You get a little taste of mine and Sarah's friendship. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's more laid back. It's more casual. We still have some cool history involved in it, but it's just a really cool behind the scenes podcast for our VIP members and donors and It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And we love doing these things for you guys and really appreciate all your support. If you would like to, you can subscribe to us, share us, rate us, rating us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you can rate us really does help us. Uh, The more ratings that we have, the more people will see us and we can get the word about our podcast out there to everyone to to enjoy. So we just want to say thank you to everyone that listens. Thank you to all our new followers. And I cannot wait to hear from you guys. Yes, I'm excited to hear uh, some listener suggestions. And we are still compiling those listener stories. If you guys want to send those in, you can send them in on any of our social media platforms or to our email. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.